AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to episode 44, season 10 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today I'm joined on the line by Ricky. How you doing, mate? Yeah, right, mate. Not too bad. Is it true because, like, Spurs are shit and you always take it badly? No, I'm all right, actually. Uh, I'm all right. Uh, For me, I kind of had this City game as a gimme, really, because it's... Yeah, I mean, I... I can't even remember um, what their winning streak was. Was it at 14 in a row, 13 in a row? I I can't remember. And and then also uh, Mourinho or anyone is like, when you beat teams like that, you have to be like, everyone has to be perfect. Everyone. Um, And the way we're playing at the moment, not everybody is going to be perfect. So (laughs) uh, I I expected it. Yeah. uh, And LOT, how you doing, mate? I'm good, I'm good. T is a man who's never thrown a porno away in his entire life, even from age 14. <clears throat> the shittest, sort of disgusting little brown rag that he used to throw around his bedroom when he was a kid. He's never thrown <laughs> it away. He keeps it in a shoebox under the bed. His missus can't look in there. <laughs> it's like Anna Partridge's drawer, isn't it, in his hotel room? <laughs> it's, like, trick boys. it's like... It's like... Pop, I don't know. I mean, you're in, into what you're into, but the... The Pulp Fiction, you know when um, uh, John Travolta opens up the case and it's just gold? In T's life, it's just <laughs> a mound of very average pornography. <laughs> We're also joined by Lee Brown. It's I won't make average. any crude crude jokes about you, Lee, because I don't know you as well as the other boys. I'm sure they're, they're going to get over it. How are you doing, Lee? Good, thank you. Yeah, Just trying to um, basically accept what's going on at the moment and... So I don't end up with a heart attack or something. Indeed. indeed. Well, no, you're actually doing that really well because the, the Twitter thread that you uh, posted after the Man City game is part of the reason why you're on the, the, the fighting cop because we want to talk through some of your ideas and how you're reconciling what it is to be Spurs at the moment and where we should all be as fans. And we just thought there's some interesting topics there to chat through. So we're going to do that. But before we do, um, we've got a preview of the fighting cop quiz because Jimmy... As everybody who's listened to a recent podcast will know, he's just smashing people up, T, isn't he? He's just he's just serving up wallops, and um, he's a brilliant villain. He's not even that good, is he, T? Like deep down, <laughs> no, he's not that good. He kept his nerve. He kept his nerve, and I didn't. So yeah, but he isn't that good. He isn't that good, is what we're saying. He's not. He ain't he's be- great. He's beatable. He's on a. He seems like he's on a lucky lucky run. It's almost like Vardy on that. 11 goal, like scoring 11 times on the bounce or Man City winning 14 times on the bounce. There's an element of luck in all of that. And I think that Jimmy, Absolutely. Is Jimmy's, um, he's been lucky. Um, but he has slapped aside every, 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 every person we put in front of him, including our very own Flonius Filth and Alex from Bristol. And um, what, what are known now in the folklore of, um, of uh, the world's, most difficult Tottenham Hotspur quiz as the dogs from Nuneaton. Uh, but we do, so Jimmy's having a week off because he couldn't make it this week. And, and, and usually we'd say, do you know what? If you can't make it, you're not in it. But he is the winner. We need someone to take him out. So Jimmy's allowed a buy, which means we've got an opportunity for two other people to come in. And this week we have on the line Connor. Let's bring him in. Connor, if you unmute yourself. What's going on? Yeah, don't come in here all cocky like that. <laughs> uh, we, we, we're happy to have you, but can I just... There's two things. One, one thing that your mate sent in 
to us that said that you're you, you were bricking it after being accepted as a as a contestant a contestant rather on the uh, the fighting cock world's hardest most difficult I've got to think of a better name for this the mo- most difficult Tottenham Hotspur quiz but you did send me you sent me this mm-hmm. right do you remember what you sent I do yeah I remember it well to Flav I've asked nicely and now I'm outraged the nepotism <laughs> the nepotism on the pod <laughs> has become a joke Alex and T letting themselves down then every other nan's uncle's cousin from Nuneaton or bumfuck nowhere <laughs> wasting all of our time <laughs> Let me have a go at Jimmy and I'll show you he's got, he's more regal, he's no more regal than my dog. And there are other bits there that I won't repeat. I won't won't repeat because uh, it could get us into unnecessarily hot water. Um, (laughs) You have, you have turned up. You do think you can beat Jimmy. Jimmy isn't here. Um, You're supposed to have an... Yeah, I I mean, well, get through this and, uh, you know, you'll definitely face him next week. But... Your opponent thus far hasn't shown. And that's not to say he won't show because he has the next 20 minutes to show. But generally people turn up at the right time um, to get their sound checks and, you know, to pay respect to a certain degree. Um, but, yeah, he's not turned up. So what will... Oh, hold oh. on a second. Someone just popped in. Hello, Hello Luke. <laughs> he's he's in. Sorry, guys, I'm here now. All right, wonderful. Um, okay, so we're, we're we're in the middle of the show, Luke. Uh, yeah. But uh, we have just given um, we've we've given a, 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 a your opponent a, a a worthy sort of introduction, and um, mm. he's just disappointed that you're not Jimmy. Right. Well, that's fair enough. Jimmy does come with a big rap, doesn't he? And I'm I'm a nobody. I've got oh. no beef with you, Luke, mate. It's just business. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. I understand. Con- Con- uh, uh, Connor, I think, you, you, well, Connor insulted Jimmy, but you called Jimmy a bitch. Oh. I think uh, we'll get on, Luke. Yeah. I think we'll get on. Well, I had to get your attention, and I spoke from the heart, because I think he is a bitch. <laughs> oh, well, i tell you what you've got to do. You've got to prove that you, you can, Luke, you've got to prove that you can beat Connor. And we'll do that in about half hour because we've got some stuff to talk through. Um, and so I'm just going to say goodbye to you both. You can stay on camera if you like. It's not a problem. I'm going to mute you. And then um, we'll come back to you very shortly. All right, let's do it. Lee, uh, let's talk about your your um, your thread on, on Twitter just after after the game because... I think for a lot of Spurs fans, it's been very difficult to to just sort of reconcile and just be a Spurs fan and just enjoy what we're enjoying and and, and take defeats as they come, as all, all fans of all clubs should do. But it's different for Spurs at the moment because either you hate Jose Mourinho or you or you don't or you want you're defensive of him or there's problems at the club that are bigger than Jose Mourinho. What prompted you to to um, to put together those thoughts that you did on Twitter, Lee? Um, to be honest, I've done all of that as well. So I've been Jose in, Jose out, players in, players out, Enoch in, Enoch out, and been flip-flopping around as well. But it's, uh, I think it's one of those things where I just kind of sat down and I thought, I need to contextualise all this because uh, for my own sanity to try and put everything into perspective. And, um, and Twitter can be a bit of an, a, a, a sort of an echo chamber for all of these noises and you, it, and really, I suppose the thrust of of the thread was we've got to stop looking for just single scapegoats. Um, it isn't really addressing the deeper issues. The whole thing is a bit of a, a paradox, really. Uh, you know, there there aren't any binary solutions to this conundrum. I think um, uh, you know, the, the, and that's not to try and exonerate anyone in particular. But what we're looking for, uh, what I'm, I was looking at, sorry, is that how the blame should be really shared out. Yeah, so I, I did, uh, there's a number. Of, yeah. Well, t- to be honest, uh, uh, amongst everybody, I mean, it, it starts from the top and c- and goes down. So uh, one of the things I was su- suggesting in that thread was that there's a, you know, there is a, there was a failure on the part of the board to look at the playing side because of the need to focus on the development of the infrastructure. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, those 512 days with no buyers, you, you know, you're going to reap what you sow there. Yeah. But, um, but, just saying, you know, insert player manager here, get out of my club all the time, wasn't addressing the issue. And this is a cycle that we've had for years and years and years. 
Um, and you and you look at Enoch and what they've done, their single mindedness in getting this training facilities up and then the stadium is inc- it's incredibly prof- uh, impressive. But um, but it's come at a cost. And um, mm. I mean, they I'm sure knew this. We accepted it. But now we're playing catch up. And um, and in in that period, Poch was the, the perfect fit. I mean, Levy struck gold when he found Poch. Uh, I don't think he realised what he'd got. Um, but then um, Potch was a player coach and was able to to make that collective greater than the sum of its parts. And he he quickly worked out with what he had. He had to get him to work harder and press harder. That was the that you know he brought that from Southampton. But that was uh, the sort of mo that he had. But that that does have a ceiling. And um, obviously, you know, you get to a point where that message sort of wears off. And um, and by the end, something obviously had to change. But I don't. But my point was, I suppose, just re- replacing him with a winner. I think that misunderstood the situation. Mm. There was still there were still turds to be polished. And at the moment, some of them are still brick hard and white. Um, <laughs> but that that tradition, uh, sorry, that transition still isn't over, in my opinion. And uh, you know, and possibly the solution for this might have been to get more moldable players if the budget was the issue. But you don't, you know, you know, and Mourinho might have been the issue or the sort of the answer, I suppose, if we were the finished article. Um, but I think the club has got a difficult dilemma now. Um, the players aren't uncoachable, but this manager isn't a turd polisher that we need for them, you know. Uh, so, you know, therefore, if we're going to persist with Jose, you know, whatever you think of the, the style and the substance of his play, uh, you know, you know, most of us find it difficult, but would stomach it if we're going to win. But if we're going to persist with someone like that, we we're going to have to back him like we've never backed any other manager. And my suspicion, uh, again, cutting through the thrust of this thread, was that um, or fear was that Josie was the uh, cheaper option. In and what um, well, that you know, cheaper than, than, huge, than the overall. Cheap, yeah, cheaper than the overhaul. Um, and the gamble was, I suppose, he could turn that lot into winners. But, you know, I think he, and probably he thought he could get, a, a, you know, Levy probably thought he could get another tune out of them. But, um, I, I, you know, maybe even Jose went into the interview and promised. Yeah, because he did come yeah, into that, the club, didn't he? He did, he did come into the club and said he's completely happy with the squad. Yeah, so I just yeah, want to ask you, um, sorry, in, in terms of, this not being a binary issue, that there isn't a single sort of element that's responsible and it isn't necessarily Daniel Levy or Jose Mourinho will inevitably get the blame when this inevitably doesn't work out, right? Mm -hmm. And it will be one man that needs to get the chop because it's the easiest transition to make, isn't it? You want to change things, chop the manager. But it'll work short term, won't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does work short term. But I just want to get T's opinion on, on whether or not something is binary in terms of you know creating a new element of success or or how you fix a problem what what are the issues i guess t in in your in your understanding i think it just all stems from the the rebuild um Potts famously talked about before his departure and you know as lee said i think we took a bit of a shortcut with Mourinho. he thought maybe have maybe a last dance so to speak with these players and it probably appears now that there's not a last dance in them. So yeah. do, you, do you, you know, pay that money to Pat Mourinho's contract and start again? Or do you just persist with Mourinho and get the get this unicorn of a centre-back that we're looking for that will solve everything? That's where we, that's where we are now. Rick, what, what do you make? If you had to blame one, if it was binary and you had to blame one person, if it was Jose Mourinho, is it Daniel Levy or was it the squad? Where would you... Sort of hedge. Where, where would you place your bets on being the biggest problem? Christ, <laughs> um, I would probably say at the moment I'd probably go with the the squad because I still think uh, a lot of it is um, left over from when Potch was there, and um, and I think people have have just given given themselves to the club given the rule, and I think some people need a, a, a new challenge. And um, it doesn't matter if it, you, you get so... Co- people have been there for so long, you get so comfortable there. 
and uh, it doesn't matter who you bring in you you always know um where you're going to sit in the canteen you're always going to know like where you're going to be sitting in the change room you always know that there's just different things that that aren't going to motivate you and it doesn't matter what manager you kind of bring in and i think with Mourinho and everything that he comes with uh the trophies and stuff when he's in the changing room and he you know as, as far as i'm aware he's not that type of coach where he's going to put his arm around you um and he's going to you know chuck you under the bus he's going to be like proper um like flush you out and like he'll he'll make you want to stand up and see how say see how much of a you know a man that you are um and i just think people are comfortable at tottenham um, they've been there a long time. That, that's, uh, I mean, um, I'm going to sound so uh, corporate when I say this, but Flav, there's, there's, there's just so many moving parts, man. So many moving parts. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, but because like with the, with the stadium rebuild, the training mm-hmm. centre, uh, mm-hmm. Poch um, coming in, and like it's it's not been um, stadium or uh, you know. That's not fluctuating whether we've had um, late overrunning of uh, when it's been built, how much money's being pumped into it and stuff like that. And the same with the training centre and then the manager not getting any uh, transfers and then getting a few transfers and then trying to uh, integrate them with the squad and stuff like that. But it's it's not been like three years of stability with the stadium and training centre and stuff like that. Um, And I, I just think if... If a manager was left uh, just to focus on the squad um, and that was it, then maybe we might be, th- things might be a bit more stable and not and not as um, fluctuating as they are at the moment. Lee, you mentioned this being a massively transitional period that stemmed from a couple of seasons towards the end of, or maybe even as a part of the uh, Pochettino um, involvement at Spurs, but at some point in... Pochettino's reign, it became clear that Spurs were in massive transition. Um, and we saw that in, in the Champions League final when, mm-hmm. the, the, after we lost it, whereas Liverpool recovered after they, they lost it, we didn't, we fell apart. So there was a moment under Pochettino's tenureship where investment in the squad was needed, but we were on this other, other journey of investing in other aspects of, of the football club. So in your opinion, when did the transition start? In all, in all, in earnest, and and how long do we have to go? I mean, we should, you know, COVID isn't feared, obviously, and we should be in a better position if it wasn't for that. But um, but but there have been key points where you could point the finger at the board, which you know they have to take. Like I say, is everyone's got to take their fair share of the blame here. Um, and really, we should have struck while the iron was hot. I mean, there was no better time after that uh, final, the Champions League final, to get the calibre of player we needed. Uh, or, or that run where we had, where we nearly won the league. We were chasing Leicester down. You know, we looked like we were on the cusp. It's been the same so many times over the years. We've been knocking on that door. We're so close. And I think some of the frustrations of fans are, are over the time is because of that. You know, because we're so tantalisingly close to doing so and just being in that position where you we now could attract that sort, of, but we'd never quite get over there. So it's not just a, it's not just a manager not getting over the line. The the whole the club isn't getting over the line for some ways, and 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 that whole process, right? If you took the helicopter view of it all, in terms of looking at the, the, you know the, all those training facilities, there was a lot of things to put in place, a lot of money to gather, a lot of people to to you know to 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 get together to be able to make that project. So I can completely understand why their focus hasn't been on that. But we have got to take into you know obviously fans are emotional. We don't we don't really care about that so much. It's, that's about whatever reason they wanted that to happen. But ideally, um, you know we 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 needed to have struck when the iron was hot. And and I think also on a, on another level here as well, Poch was the victim of his own success. Now I think the club is a victim of how he over achieved with all of those players. So what what, what do you make of the point? that you made, uh, which was, uh, we're never in a better position to come good. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking like being hopeful and looking forward, 
we've got everything there now. There shouldn't be any excuses. So as we go come out of all of this, the club now has got no excuses because the whole infrastructure, whatever manager it is, everything is there. So really, uh, that you know, we we should be we should be hopeful to take this forward. I mean, this, I mean, we you know we've been like a phoenix, haven't we, for for years? We've been hoping that phoenix is going to you know rise from the ashes, and that's one of the things that uh, you know that we've we've always clung on to, yeah. and perhaps other people have taken the piss out of. Um, but we do, you know, we, we it's there. The fan base is there. The infrastructure there. So there's a lot to be hopeful for. We just our anxieties, I suppose, are kind of born out of the fact that we've just always missed that boat when we should have jumped on it. And now, if it now is the t- time for them to do it, we've got to, you know, it's it's it's, it's a crucial point. But we say, but we've been saying that for a while. I know, but we really are at a, a key point. I think. T, do you think that we're in a position for success now? Because I remember us starting this podcast 10 years ago, thinking, like, surely it's coming soon. Uh, we're on the back of uh, 2010-11 Champions League run. Um, Bale's coming to the fore. Um, we're beating Manchester City at the Etihad to go through. We're primed, surely. Harry Redknapp at the, at the, uh, as a tenure at Tottenham. Um, and it hasn't happened. It, nothing's happened, really. It, we, we've had a fantastic um, feeling of having a manager that we love and play great football. Um, we've had a nearly run in a semi-final in the FA Cup and a Champions League final, which none of us could ever dream of. But over 10 years, it's not. That's not nearly, really. That's not what we think. You know, if you think about the next 10 years of our football club, which would be what, 50 years since, 10 years from now would be 30, 40 years since we won the FA Cup, 40 years if we go another 10 years without yeah. winning it. Like, is what what needs to happen now? What, what, what are you hopeful in the next 10 years? Um, I mean, to steal a phrase that Ricky said earlier on, there's so many moving parts. You know, we've got the stadium, we've got a decent academy, We've got players who, I mean, I'm not blaming Mourinho's problems on all on the players, but there are a bunch of players who I think we'd all happily see the back of. And I think the the two windows where we started, no one is starting to bat us in the arse a bit now. And, you know, I felt like success was pretty close. When we were top of the league back in December, we were kind of, <laughs> maybe not so much, maybe not so much so dreaming true. of winning the league, but dreaming, dreaming that success is going to come our way, whether it was the Europa League, which would qualify for the next stage of... Um, we had an FA Cup run where we drawn Marines. So I thought, well, look, you know, this could be our year. We have started off with, with, a, with a good fixture. And then less than two, well, two months on, um, talking about having a new manager and starting all over again. But things changed pretty quickly. Um, mentioned Potter overachieving, but Redknapp did too. I don't think anyone expected him to get Champions League in the second season. No. And that champ- last qualifier for the Champions League was three, four years in the making. You know, we had Lasagna Gate, you know, and you know a bunch of other things, a bunch of other you know near misses getting the Champions League. We got to the Champions League, we got to the quarterfinals. We wanted to chase it again. AVB failed, um, and other people failed, and then Poch got us a double quick time. So it's almost like sometimes, you going know, back to that point, you, sorry, no, no, go on, go on. that point you you were making about where we were at with Redknapp, there was a point there as well, wasn't there? Where we were, we, you know, we just needed those couple of players, and we yes. really, really were so close then as well. You know? so we got we got the oh, players, Nelson. yeah, we got them, yeah. we got them, Sar and Nelson. We got the players; they just didn't deliver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they didn't. They did not deliver the date. Jake Louis Sar, especially. See. All right, we're going to move on, Lee, mate. Honestly, when I read the thread, and it's so difficult when you're reading Twitter, and I don't do it, actually. I really don't because I I just can't be fucked on. I I get why people are frustrated, but I can't be fucked to read their frustration because it does impact you. Do you know what I mean? You can't... After Spurs get slapped by Manchester City, um, the last thing you want to read is everyone else's opinion about that game. The good thing about the podcast is like two days later, you can choose to listen to it or not. It's up to you. But if you're flicking on Twitter, and obviously for all of us, 80%, 90% of the people we follow are Tottenham. 
I, the last thing I want to read is everyone else's opinion on why Spurs are shit. It's fucking, it's exhausting. So it's it was, it's quite refreshing to read what you wrote, Lee, and and say actually, do you know what? The problems we're having ain't about Jose Mourinho specifically. They're not about Stephen Bergwijn not being the greatest player that we hoped he'd be. It's not about Gareth Bale coming on holiday and making a comfortable scenario for him. But it, it, it ain't. It's all of those things, and, and also none of them. And, and it was refreshing to read, Lee. That's what. That's all I'd, I'd say about it. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, football is, you know, it's, it's emotional, and, and it, it, you know, we, we all go away. It ruins our week, but you've also have to try at some point to to take a, you know, a, a back step and and be objective. And I think that's easier said than done. But I, I think I was just at a point where I thought. I need to put all this into context because it's, uh, uh, you know, there was a point uh, just not long after Christmas where I was just the, the anger was building all the time. And I was just thinking, yeah, this, the, the, you know, it's, it's not it, one week it's this player, next week it's the manager. And it, it's not, it's none of, it's not one thing. It, it's, it's it's everything. So that's, I think that's why. But, uh, but yeah, thank you for getting me on just to, no, it's, it's to fine. articulate that. No, no, no worries. We're going to uh, we're going to go through some points uh, of the Man City game. Then we've got some odds to talk about, uh, and then we've got the big quiz. Um, T, was your phone ringing? Now, of all of us, I could look at your face and I could see you look you looking no. down. Rick, was it, Rick, was it you? No, no, mate. Was it you, Lee? It's, oh, it's right. I was just, me. I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just I was looking at T and I was like looking at his face because like, T, when we've been recording, like T, like when when T's doing something that's sort of like it's not even his fault, but he sort of something's happened where he's disrupted something and his eyes go big and it, they didn't go big this time. I thought he'd be learning from it and looking down. Another question we've got because we are looking at each other on webcam. T, you got like a little training jersey under that under that top? Yeah, but I'm not, yeah, but I'm not showing off. No, show it off. Go on, get him out. I've got issues with my belly, so, so no. <laughs> what do you mean you've got issues with your belly? Your belly's beautiful. You can't, I can't even see your belly. There it is. Show nice. us your belly now. Never. <laughs> that, don't, well, never I say want, never. I want it locked off. Because what? <laughs> Bit of liposuction, mate. Sort me out. Mate, don't, don't do that. Turkey. Don't do that, because the minute this, this lockdown is over, when we meet up in wherever we're going to meet up, I want a big hug, and I, I don't want to be able to get my arms around your back. That's how big I want your belly to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that, mate. All right, good. good. Don't, don't like, there's, there's no body shaming on this podcast. You'd be beautiful, T. You are beautiful. Um, Manchester City game. Uh, we won't go into the details of here, but we have got some interesting questions. We'll run through these. AJK says, do you have a method of processing defeats if you can't pod with one another? Um, Rick. How are you yeah. processing the res- defeats at the moment? Um, it's pretty tough. I mean... Lash out at the kids I or...? J- no, 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 no. I'm past all that now. They're, they're, they're old, so like in their younger years, I used to deck them. Yeah, they've got thick um, skin now. They've got, they're yeah, resi- yeah, exactly. They've re- yeah. become resilient. Good head movement. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- so the way, I, the, the way I've been processing it is... You, you just have to believe in and try and grab the the, the the positivity around it. And yeah, you're going to be like, oh, what's fucking positive out of this? And I think kind of it, it's really hard to, to, to not look over your shoulder and see that the Gooners won at the weekend and you're thinking, fucking hell, are they going to... You could get caught up with all of this shit, man. And I think for me... Um, especially with this weekend, like, like I said earlier, you know, City is a free hit, man. We ain't going to win up up there. The way they're playing at the moment and the way we are at the moment is it, never going to happen. And I think as well, like going forward for the for the rest of um, the season, but I think we we already know that uh, it, you know it keeps coming up over and over again about individual errors, individual errors. Um, and that's not going to change by the time we get to the end of the season. They're not suddenly going to get ironed out. It's going to be, we're going to have to buy some players, uh, slightly uh, some more tactical changes and stuff. But I am seeing light. I am seeing where we were playing a bit more, uh, where we were playing um, 
counter-attacking football against City, we were a bit more positive when we were trying to get forward. And it has happened in in other games as well. And then moving uh, Tangai back into the two um, and seeing Lamella his last few games, he, he's been great and he's been driving the team forward. And then we've got Delhi to come back and Gio to come back. And, you know, there's bits and pieces where if all the stars align, then we will be, uh, you know, back back to being brilliant. And the thing is, I can't sit here and just think, switch on and just zone out for night. I mean, oh, we're just going to get decked again because what's the point, man? Like, it's just soul destroying. So there are things that... You, that I can see that are positive and to, to look forward to. So that's what you're holding on to, the positive. Yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah. do you know what? It's not a bad way to live your life. It really isn't. You know what I mean? Like, just if you just focus on the little positives, how your life might change in small positive moments in the future so you feel more positive, that's a, I, I'm with you, Rick. I think that's a better way to be yeah. because you can't control is, this shit. No, and like, if, if I'm looking at the table, I'm not. I'm not sitting here and I'm and I'm being real and I, I can't quite remember the table. But if we win our game in hand, we're a point by, behind Liverpool, maybe. Not a great barometer. But, but... Uh, no, no, no. But it, yeah, and they're currently fourth. So at the moment, with this with this mad season, the pandemic, uh, Everton losing at home to Fulham 2-0, um, you know, th- there are results that go awry and there are times where you can build momentum and there are different things that can happen. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, we're only three points behind, blah, blah, blah. You know, top four is a dead cert. But it's not impossible. It, you know, it's more, if we put a, a couple of games together um, and the players come back that that are injured and uh, we're a bit more attacking and we're a bit more, I don't know, positive. And I just think... It's it's not a million miles away, man. It is it? We're not we're not we're not dead and buried. We're we're still we're still fighting. So that's that's all I can hold on to at the moment. If all else fails, lash out at the kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've always yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so Tom Biddleton he says the scene of Sanchez uh, trying, failing and f- um, flailing and f- face planting the deck. What moment in your life best compares to that? I'm not sure about that, but but before we go, you know deep delve into our our lives' most embarrassing moments, is Sanchez a, t- a, a member of the side Lee that you think should be playing? You know, I know we don't have a massive amount of options at, uh, at centre back. Massive amount of options now, and 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 I sometimes nickname him Fifty P because he's uh, you know they never know which way the ball's going to go when it hits his head. Yeah, uh, but but to be honest, I mean. Again, it's a, you know we're scapegoating certain players. He got he got turned inside out, but he threw himself at that at, to try and save that. And I'm okay. He's not maybe he isn't as good as he can be. Maybe he needs a different type of manager to coach him. But I'm loath to kind of throw him under the bus. Got to say, I think he, you know I think there's uh, you know the, the, the whole the, the build up to that isn't just his fault. You know, so no, there were multiple but, times where he actually made but, yeah. properly last-ditch sort of challenges in the first half, especially. He yeah. made two blocks yeah. that no one talks about. They just look and at two goals the previous match as well. And there's a player there. I just don't know whether we might be the right club for him. I don't know. But then again, you know, he could he could easily turn it around. But is this manager the one to bring it out on him? I don't know. I don't. He, he's. He doesn't seem a player's coach. Is no. it? Yeah, it's a complex one. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, T, John Bertles asks uh, two questions. Spurs are given a sniff at Nogglesman or Rogers, uh, who will move in mid-season and an immediate decision is needed whether you pull the trigger on Jose and wave goodbye to £25 million in uh, payouts. Uh, What would you do and what does Levy do? So if you had the choice of Nogglesman or Rogers, what would you do and what would Daniel Levy do right now? Um, Probably... I stick with Mourinho. No. I think Levy has really. Two. Wow, go on. I think Levy will too because Levy's kind of staked his legacy on getting Mourinho in. Um, I wouldn't sack him, man. I think he's got to see the season out. I think that um, I don't want to say he deserves our loyalty because you know <laughs> that's that's just not true, is it? Really, but um, <laughs> no, I, I I think he's got to see the season out. 
Um, yeah, but it's taken extreme um, few events for him to be binned mid-season, but I think he should see it out. All right, I think, I think R- Ricky, I've got to throw that to you as well. If you had the option of Nagelsmann or Rogers right now, um, we'd lose twenty-five million pound in payouts. Actually, it'd be more than that because you have to pay up Leipzig. It'd more likely be forty-five million pound. What would you do? Right, put what pull the trigger right this second. Pull the trigger right re- now. Forty-five million pound down that we don't have to spend in the summer. But you uh, get Nagelsmann or Rogers. I'd probably. Uh, do what T said and stick with uh, Mourinho. But like Nagelsmann, I'm, I'm hearing like loads of good stuff about him. No read, one knows fuck all, do you? Read, read a few bits. The thing that worries me is he's like 31 years old. He's younger than Laurie. He's younger it's than like, it's like, it, if, he, if he comes into uh, your, your changing room and he's just like, mate, I need you to stay back. Shut up, mate. You're a child. <laughs> maybe they don't, like, think, maybe they don't think like you. <laughs> maybe they don't I'm think like you. you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which Spurs uh, player would mo- most likely say, I'll chiv you to Nagelsmann within a week of him joining? <laughs> uh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, and like Lamella's got those eyes, isn't he? Those staring eyes. Like he's Mate, just Lamella is like... a fucking psycho. I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely believe he's mad. He's, he's mental. So <clears throat> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't like just, the, you know, if we had the option, given the fact that Rodgers might... Get the opportunity elsewhere. I think Rodgers most likely would like to come to Tottenham. Nolesman could go anywhere. You know, his reputation yeah. is absolutely flying. But I, just... I mean, yeah, yeah. I just don't, I don't think... Um, not at the moment, because what I've just said about the positivity and stuff like that, I still... Um, there's glimpses of hope. I, I still, I, yeah, I, there's still hope, mate. There is still hope. And I'm not saying he's going to bring in uh, riches of trophies and we're going to finish fucking first or whatever, but... I still have um, hope and trust in Jose, personally. Well, there isn't a better time to get a little bit of confidence in the side than playing uh, Wolfsburger. Genuinely, I'm not, I'm not joking. Like, I know we've been doing a podcast for 10 years. I've forged a, a career out and making media around football. And I didn't know there was a Wolfsburger before, <laughs> before we got drawn against him. I had no idea this club existed. Which is, no, uh, same. Is that true? T, did you know they existed? To be honest. No. <laughs> Lee, did you know? Be honest. No. Fuck, see, no. this is what I'm talking about. I'm not an idiot. I, I can, I, I'm not just bumbling my way through this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Um, yeah, we, well, we've got to play uh, Wolfsburg, which would have been a little bit more, a little bit less sort of complicated than if we were playing Wolfsburg of uh, the Bundesliga. But uh, William Hill have us four to nine to win on the night or one to 20 to qualify outright. Is there, it's just one tie, right? One, one game. Is that right? And there's two, two in it. Two. two. They are yeah. doing two. Yeah. Why don't they just do one? Like, like, literally at this level. Spoiler. Move to Budapest, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Budapest. That, that, yeah. I think we could make Budapest our, our, um, what do you call it? The, uh, like a, like a cauldron. We can make it a Tottenham sanctuary. We go to Budapest and, uh, you know, serve up a wallop. Um, yeah, like to go through on the night, 1-20. to 20. If you're looking for a more generous price on Spurs, then uh, with 2-1 to one to win on both teams scoring, you think we can sort of go into this game without worrying about conceding? Boys, like, what, what are you feeling going into this game against Wolfsburger? We could, we could do with an easier tie, given the fact of what we've gone through. T, what do you make of it? Yeah, it's um, it's a massive game now, made even bigger by the FA Cup exit. And um, you know, Ricky spoke about positivity. I think Gareth Bell's appearance on Saturday gave us reason to be cheerful. You know, in the, in the cameo that he had, and you'd imagine that Bell would start, and he'd definitely be heavily motivated. Is he good now? We... Is he good, Bell? Is he good? Is he back? Is he? Yeah, he's back, mate. He's, he's back, back, isn't he? He's back. See, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, he, he, he had him on skates, mate. You see that little movie he did? Honestly, he, he, had, um, he on skates. one of the best players I've ever seen in that 13 <laughs> minutes <laughs> he played for Spurs. The fact 20, is, boys, 2013, Bell. Indeed, better, if anything, better. <laughs> uh, boys, he's back. Like I know we talked about being philosophical and whose fault is it. It doesn't matter anymore because Gareth Bell's back and he's going to save our season. Based on the 30 minutes I saw against uh, Manchester City. It's going to save our souls. Totally agree. Totally agree. 
Uh, Rick, would you put any money on on Spurs going forward? If you had, to, if you had, to, if you were down to your last ten pound, would you put money on Spurs going through against Wolfsburg? Yes, I would. <laughs> you would. You're confident. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I am confident, and I think uh, these are, and yeah, it's going to be tough, and they are going to be. Um, they're going to be up for it because they want to take a. a you know, you don't have. You have no the idea whether they're going to be. None of us have any idea whether Wolfsburg are going to be up for it. We don't know who they what? are. Up against the famous Tottenham Hotspur, yeah, they will, mate. I think so. I think so. But now you do make they're not going to be. They're not going to be in their own gaff, are they? They're going to be flown over to uh, Budapest. So it's even Stevens' power, and you're going to get slapped up. <laughs> that's what I say. That's what. Yeah. That's the kind yeah, of previews yeah. you get on the Fighting Cup. Hundred yeah. percent. Uh, Lee, um, I'm not going to ask you if you know any more about Wolfsburg, but do you have any trepidation going to this knowing like, right now? No, how, if, we how... if we don't smash these up, I'm, I am going full binary and I'm Jose out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all will. Life's going to be them. These aren't even the best team in Austria. Well, I, yeah. can I just take you back to when we got knocked out by Ghent over two legs? Uh yeah, because they they were like the sixth best team in like the, we had a, a lad who was uh, like an expert in Belgian football, and he said there is absolutely no chance that we go out of this this tie. And uh, lo and behold, we were at Wembley, all of us like fucking idiots, watching Spurs get knocked out in the Europa League after being in the Champions League by Ghent. So. Lee, there oh, is a chance. No, this is no, 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 no. I'm right. refusing. I'm going to get myself one of those self-flagellation whips with spurs on each, each side. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, spurs are still joint, joint favourites with William Hill to win it outright. Um, joint favourites with Manchester United, although we were favourites previously. Six to one. Spurs or Man United to uh, to win this. If 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 it was a straight run between the two of us, I would I would fancy us even if um, we we sort of fuck it up this, domestically with Jose Mourinho at the helm. You know he's done it. Just yes, he's done it only a couple of years ago. The football hasn't changed so much in two years. Like, I get it. Like he wasn't the manager he was under that when he was at Inter Milan or Real Madrid or Chelsea. But football isn't that different now to where it was when he won the Europa League with. Manchester United sort of three years ago. So I still, you know, I, I think we are, you know, in with a shout like of being favourites. Milan, uh, nine to one with William Mill. They, I think they're second uh, in the Serie A at the moment. And then there's Napoli and Arsenal at 10 to one and Leicester at 12 to one, if you fancy those odds. I'll tell you what though, Jose Mourinho is now favourite to... Um, Sorry, Klopp is favourite to be next sacked or, or, or let, let go uh, with William Didn't Hill. Come out. Didn't well, he come out earlier on today, though, in his press conference and uh, deny all that? But Lee, I'm not going to argue with the bookies. They usually get it right. Uh, he did yeah, come yeah, out and say it was true. all bollocks. <laughs> uh, so you might not want to put the money on with William Hill there, but you might, if you hate Jose Mourinho and you want him out of your football club, make some money on Jose Mourinho as second favourite at five to two. Um, can you can you see that that happening? Like like T, you've said that you've got to stick with him. Rick, you've said you've got to put you know your your faith in him. That if we get all the players back, and there have been moments of 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 light where we can hold on to those things. Um, Lee, do you can you see a world where we sack Jose Mourinho in the next month, the next couple of weeks? Mm. I, I I was I was. Uh contemplating it I was just thinking if we lose to the City lose to West Ham I, I could see it but no uh, the more I think about it it's just not going to happen and, uh, but, and also I'm sort of going to be a sort of full house here with the other two that I think he needs to stay really to the end of the season it's like putting a cake in the oven and you know not seeing how it turns out really you've you, you got to you, you, you've got to see it through. You've got to give him the players that he wants and, and see what happens. And then if that doesn't work out, get shot as soon as possible. I mean, it, uh, you know, none of us particularly like the style as I was saying, but it, we'll, we'll suck it up if it wins things. Yeah. And and that's it. I, I think he's got those two gambits, hasn't he? He's got the League Cup mm. final and he's got the Europa League. And I think probably Daniel Levy, the most sensible thing would be to give him the opportunity. And if, People ask Daniel Levy why they waited, why he waited too long to sack him. They might, he might say, "Well, 
we were in the Europa League as favourites and we were in the League Cup final and how can I sack a manager who's got us to those positions this season? And you're probably right, the pragmatist in, in, in all of us might say that that would be the best thing to do. It's just the idea of someone like Nagelsmann who has a fancy foreign name and Brendan Rodgers who's done bits for Liverpool and Swansea and um, and has now done stuff for Leicester and Celtic. It just feels like a good opportunity there but it's an expensive gamble and all, every, every new manager is a gamble and it goes back to what you were saying, Lee, where there is no single person who's responsible for whatever happens at a football club. And whenever there's success, it's, it's based on a number of moving parts, as you said, Rick. It's like you need everything to come together. You need all the ingredients in the pie to be cooked correctly. And it isn't based on one person's um, role. You know, so um, maybe you're right. Maybe Jose Mourinho, regardless of what happens, needs to be given those opportunities in cup competitions to see what happens. Probably is the best. Uh... Can you imagine if we finish ninth and we win the Europa League and we qualify for the Champions League? Take it all day. All day. <laughs> Take it all day. Imagine the glory. Not only, like, it's double whammy, isn't it? <laughs> glory of the Europa League and Champions League football when you finish at ninth. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing. That'd be, that'd be better than just finishing fourth comfortably, wouldn't it? Yeah. T, would yeah, you, I'd love that. Would you take that. finishing fourth comfortably... Or finishing ninth, having the season we're having, but win the Europa League. Europa League, man, I'm dying for trophies. Indeed, absolutely dying for them. Uh, William Hill said actually that uh, we're, that um, they quoted only that 75 to 80 percent chance that uh, that Jose Mourinho wouldn't. No, sorry, would see out the season. So they're saying that it's pretty much done and dusted. Although a couple of games, football, you know what it's like. Shit can go tits up. Fans can just send William Hill as bespoke bet by tweeting at William Hill using the hashtag your odds and they'll give you a price on whatever's happening. So if you come up with uh, an odd that you fancy, then uh, tweet William Hill with the hashtag your odds and they'll be able to sort you out. Right, boys, it's time. It is absolutely time. We've got to bring the boys back. It's quiz time. Let's unmute them. Connor, Luke, hello. Are you all right? Hi, Fran. Uh, to be honest, I've got so nervous now, I barely know my own name, let alone answer any of these questions right. Uh, can I just ask what your full name is, please? It's Luke the Pledge. Luke the Pledge. That, what have you had a better surname than that in the history of surnames? Luke the Pledge. Luke, I. Thank you. Well, you didn't. I mean, it's your mum and dad that should be thanking you. Like. It, you didn't, you know, it's just, you've given the name, weren't you? But I'm just saying, it's a fantastic, fantastic name. Luke the Pred. What, what do you pledge will happen in this quiz? Um, I'm not really known for my mental strength, so <laughs> it could, I don't really know. I was confident when I messaged you, and now I'm not even sure whether I'm a Tottenham fan. I just, I don't <laughs> Connor, how are you feeling, mate? I'm a bit thrown off by Luke's mind games there. He's got me questioning things now. What? So, what is there mind games playing here, or are you actually you're both? Like, no, to be honest, I think I think after that pod, it was very philosophical. Generally, wasn't it? It's just got me questioning everything. And now <laughs> Luke's coming in with, "Oh, I don't know if I'm a Spurs fan." Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, okay, tell us a bit about yourself, Luke. What, 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 like, how long you've been following Spurs? How, how did you end up being Spurs? Before we get into this, because we need to build some storylines between. The two of you, we need to figure out what we're taking on between the two of you. Our X Factor moments, yeah. Indeed, yeah. Well, Have you got anyone here in your family that you want to tell us about? <laughs> no, one's been no I've it. been a Tottenham fan since birth from my dad and I've been a season ticket holder since 2003. Um, good. Everyone's healthy though, right? Yeah, all good. Good, good. Uh, Luke? Yes. Connor? Yes. Everyone healthy in your family? Uh, yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, fantastic. As as That's it. So this is uh, this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to hit the quiz right now. Are you boys ready? Because it's happening. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we've just got a statement from Leo who produces the quiz, um, and uh, what I said because every now and then I blame Leo for something that I've fucked up, and someone will blame him for getting a question wrong. So I've given him an opportunity before every quiz that we do to just make a statement, and I'll read it out. 
So he says, after Jimmy's, Jimmy's passing comment in last week's pod that he had been practising his nationalities, it appears the quiz has become a bit too predictable. There will be a few different style of questions today. No nationalities. Apologies to the two new challengers if, you have, if you've been revising and preparing for this. You can blame Jimmy. May the best man win and probably lose to Jimmy next week. Back to get quizzical. Quizzical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think man a smart. Come quiz. Think man a big. Come quiz. Think man a yid with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Think man a smart. Come we quiz. Think man a big. Come we quiz. Think man a yid with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Come we quiz then, bruv. Pussy. Okay. Wow. Luke. You are challenger one. Connor, you are challenger two. Question Do one. I go in the second whistle? But, I mean, you, you're fucking up my flow. You can hear the dramatic moment. You're fucking up my flow here, mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On the first whistle. Who do I say? Luke. Right, you're first. Your question is, six players have played for Spurs and Chelsea in the Premier League. Can you name them? William Gallus. That's correct. Um, Jesus, come on. Giudicini. He's correct. You say six. <laughs> yes, you've got two. I'll give you three and one more if you need it. <laughs> uh, um, I, te- um, I tell you what, if, if, you can, um, if you can get more, if you can get more than Connor can get in his next question... Then you get the point, but you got six. You got to get. You got to get six. You got two. Okay. Um, it's a bad start, isn't it? <laughs> um, oh, um, right, Hoddle. Hoddle is incorrect. Premier League era. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, so, how many did you get? Two. Two, all right, brilliant. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to Connor. 13 players have played for Liverpool and Spurs in the Premier League. In, uh, in name of fairness and equality, you only have to name six, although you have the option of 13. Okay, uh, Robbie Keane. Peter Crouch. Yep. Uh, Nick Barnby. Yep. Um, Three. Last we got. Cool. <laughs> cool. 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 Um, you got you got three. You had, you had the option of thirteen. <laughs> yeah, it's different when you're here, isn't it? Yep, it is. And there are people out there right now screaming answers, saying I could do better. You two were like this. <laughs> oh, um. Okay, mate. I've got you've got ten, nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three. You're not going to get my. Nah, done. T or, or or Rick, do you want to chuck in a couple? For Chelsea, right? No, Liverpool. Liverpool, Rosenthal. Yep. Do scales. Scales, you got. Leonardson, Ziga. The entire list was Corker, Leonardson, Barbie, uh, Danny Murphy, Koncheski, Brad Friedel, Robbie Keane, John yeah. Scales, Peter Crouch, Ziga, Redknapp, Rosenthal, and Neil Raddock. Uh, so, what did you get? What was that? Three you got? So, that, that's a point for yeah. you, Luke. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Connor. No, uh, two, Luke. Uh, who scored more goals for Spurs, Janola or Rebrov? Um. I'm going to go Janola. Red Rob, it's got 16. Oh, <laughs> it's got 14. Uh, that's zero, zero out of two. Uh, Connor, who scored more goals for Spurs, Polinio or Cranchar? Got to be Cranchar. Cranchar's got 11. He's 2 0 up. Uh, number three, Luke, we completed the double over Liverpool in the 2010 11 season. We won 2 1 at home. In the first game, can you name just one of the scorers? Do you know what, Flav? I think I can. Go on then. Um, Asuakoto. No, it's uh, uh, the song. The song. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, both are wrong. <laughs> the answer is Skirtle, an own goal. 
and Aaron Lennon. Okay. Sorry, mate. Uh, well, that's, that's three on the bounce you got lo- wrong. Um, here we go. Uh, number three. We beat Liverpool 2-0 at Anfield on the final day of the same season to complete the double. Can you name one of the scorers? Oh, wow. Um, what, what was the season again? 2010-2011. I've got Gareth Bale. Incorrect. It was uh, Rafa van der Vaart and Luka Modric. Luke. Uh, who was the manager at the turn of the century, January tw- 2000? Um, George Graham. It's correct. Ah, oh, I can sleep tonight. Well, you can't. That's one. Everyone like. All right, you can. You can. So, uh, what? You two one down. You indeed. Yeah. All right. So, number four. Who was the permanent manager before George Graham? Connor. Christian Gross. That's correct. That's 3 1. I think that might be it. It's over. But just to complete the quiz, uh, five uh, Spurs players, Luke, who have won the BBC Goal of Season Award twice before. Who were they? BBC Goal of the Season. Um, Son. That's correct. And. There are two more. You've got to get one. Okay. Okay, Bale. Well, Bale's just a name. That's not a specific goal, but uh, is incorrect as well. Ali versus Palace and Gascoigne won it in 1991 for his goal against Arsenal. Uh, well played, mate. But uh, again, when the lights are on, people fade. It's not your fault, yeah. mate. It's not your fault. Let's com- complete the quiz. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We'll, we'll come back to you see how you feel. Complete the quiz, Connor. Uh, two Spurs yeah. players have won the PFA Player of the Year award. Who are they? Uh, Gareth Bale. Yep. And David Ginola. It's correct. That's three three answers out of five. That's not bad, boys. That is not bad. Uh, Luke, um, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what do you have to say? Let myself down. Let my friends down. Let my family down. Yeah. Yeah, you have. All right, that's been the. <laughs> this this has been the Fighting Cop podcast. This is uh, you know you've got to take it on now. Like you you had, you had to go. You come on. It's all good, Luke. Thank you so much for taking part. Connor has um, he's pulled his balls out pretty much, hasn't he? And he's shown them around, and uh, everyone's going and clapping. If anything, they're like just sort of good balls, good balls. Perfect. First time for everything. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed, and and, and I, I'd imagine you're quite confident going into uh, the uh, the facing Jimmy next week because I'm not sure he got three out of five. I'm not, maybe he did once. T, no, G- I don't, I don't, I don't how did you? Do? I think the last couple of weeks he's been crap. Yeah, I mean he is crap. I mean that's fundamentally what this is about. <laughs> uh, T, what, what did you make? Of, what did you make of Connor's performance? Did good. Is is consistent. And I like what Leo did with the questions. Yeah, you know, because there are a few things I was preparing for that didn't come up last week. So, did you? Um, yeah. Would you, how many was you? How many did you have got there? T. I've got, I've got a Chelsea one. Well, you got one um, out of five. Maybe. I reckon I probably got three this week. Okay, uh, Lee. I want to say thank you so much to uh, for for coming on uh, for posting your thoughts on Twitter. It's really um, you know it's refreshing to see after all the kind of humdrum that you see there. Uh, thanks for giving us your time. And, My pleasure. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming on, Rick. You've been um, just a wonderful little bundle of joy that I know I've known and loved for such a long time. Ah, thank you, mate. Thank you. That's, uh, that's lovely. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Goodbye, one and all. Uh, that has been the Fighting Call Podcast and up the Spurs. Bye. Everybody wanna come and run it, but they're funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mommy
flat baits of brick. We can get a stick in the mini socket willy. When you get a grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.